Welcome to this week's episode of Cornerstone Conversations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time it might be that you're listening today. Uh, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations with your host for today, Neil Wright, uh, pastor at Cornerstone. And we've also got our assistant pastor, Matt, here. Hi, Matt. Hello, Neil. And uh, yeah, so hello to everyone out there. It's lovely again to have you listening in. And we're just going to be talking a little bit about the message from the weekend and uh, discussing that. So, yeah, we may as well get into it. We talked, uh, or I talked, <laughs> about um, sort of about us being good followers um, and just how there's a responsibility on your leaders to represent you to God at the end of the days. And and just, you know, what what is it that we might uh, have our leaders say to us to God, and we'll look at that verse in a little while. But Matt, I just thought, first of all, um, there is a lot of responsibility thrust on leaders, rightly so. They're there to lead. God's given them that that ability or the position, whatever it might be, to lead. Um, what What do you think makes a good leader? Yeah, look, I think I think a good leader is is someone who um, is, I mean, obviously, is of good character to start off with. Yeah, um, has good relationship with God. Um, and 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 you know a, a, yeah a strong strong relationship with God and has an understanding of, of who He is. But um, in in that is is someone who has the ability to to come alongside people wherever they're at and to to move them forward um, in in the direction that they should go, even if it might not be the direction they think they should go. Um, you know, being steadfast and trustworthy. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I think you, you talked about on Sunday about actually dragging dragging people along. <laughs> um, you know the the ability to do that um, and and just remain steadfast. Yeah, yeah. There is a like. I mean, I've heard a lot of leadership stuff, and I feel sometimes there's this immense pressure put on the leaders to get it right every time to uh, have amazing vision, amazing dream. Um, just sort of high energy and if they're not doing all those things they're maybe not leading well um what do you think about those sorts of things uh, i think they those sorts of characteristics are helpful but i don't think at the end of the day that they're they're a vital thing it's it's you know we i guess it's a it's a two-sided corner and you talked about that on on sunday as well you know you, you need you need a good leader, but you also need people that are that are willing to follow. You you know mm. you can't you can't um, you know you can't you can't be a a leader if people aren't willing to to follow in that space either. So, yeah. You know. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a it's a two sided responsibility. Yeah, I think that's true, and and I do sometimes feel that there's so much responsibility about what happens thrown on the leader. So if nothing happens, it's always the leader's fault, um, which it, it can be sometimes, obviously. Uh, but other times it's it's almost like people are looking for a leader to fail or they're constantly wanting more from their leaders, yet at the same time not taking a responsibility for themselves about what's happening, even in their lives or the lives of their church or the life of their organisation, whatever it might be. But it's almost like this faithfulness has gone out the window, that it's all about 
you know, um, finding the perfect leader that can lead us perfectly and, and whatever it is. But th the truth of the matter is leaders are not perfect. They're just there to point people to Christ. Mm. And that's their job is to actually not be the ones that people follow, but point them to Christ. Um, so there's a passage in 1 Corinthians that talks about that. And in fact, even in chapter 1, 2, Paul sort of addressed this. And what was happening was there was a bit of, bit of a fight happening amongst people and they were saying things like this, I'm a follower of Paul. Another one said, I follow Apollos. And later on, he talks about people also saying Peter as well. Um, but there's a warning there, aren't you acting just like people of the world when you're saying that? You know, and, and the question is, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos water, but it was God who made it grow. It's not, not important who does the planting, who, do, who, who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Um, the one who plants and the one who work, waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be re rewarded for their hard work. So the question I had, Matt, is what is the same purpose? That What is the actual purpose then? Because he's saying, no, don't say you're following me. You don't say you're following Apollos. It's about following Christ, really, isn't it? So yeah, it is. what's the purpose then of those leaders if it's not to be followed? Yeah, well, I think, I think um, you know, just to jump to another uh, another verse as well, you know, you, you talk about Matthew 4 on the weekend where Jesus says, come follow me. Mm. You know, that's that's what we're, we're there to do. We're, we're there to follow Jesus, and that's exactly what Paul's saying uh, in this passage, that it's not about it's not about Paul as a leader, it's not about Apollos as a leader, but but it's about following following Christ and following following after God. And and you know, as a as a leader, we are we are here to to point. We're, you know, we're we're not here for people to follow us. And 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 you know, while people might look at our example or listen to the words we're speaking, our job is is to point people to Christ. Is to point people to to follow Christ. And you know, just thinking about some of the messages and things you've been saying over the last couple of weeks, and that and that whole idea of, of plowing the field and keeping your eyes fixed on a position, so you you're travelling straight. You know, we we want people to be focused on Jesus, and and focusing on Jesus, it, it will keep their path straight and heading straight towards Him. And you know, that's that's really what we're all about, and that's you know that that's the purpose of, of what we do is is to point people to Jesus, is to point people to to the cross. Um, to, yeah. to be focused on him, to be focused on their relationship with him, and that's that's what our our messages, that's what our, our talking is all about. When we come together, is is yep. to remind people of of those promises of God, of, of the things that He's done, of of the way that He loves us, and and for the good things that He has for us, and and just to point people point people across to to, to Christ, not not to us. Mm. You know, I would I would like to think as as a, a leader in this church that I'm actually transparent. That yeah. People don't see me, they look beyond me yep. and see Christ. Yeah, no, good good point. And um it actually took a real load off me at one stage, like um after I started pastoring, I was listening to a message from uh it was actually by Leon Fontaine and he just talked about his responsibility. He said, My responsibility is to preach the word. My responsibility is to show you Christ. I can't make you live it out. And um, and it just reminded me then actually of another 
story, uh, Danny Guglielmucci, uh, who was from Edge Church in Adelaide, um, but he was talking about when he was a youth pastor and, and there was a lady there whose son, I think it was a son, had gone off the rails and was doing all the wrong things. And he was doing the best he could in ministry and the lady came up to him one day and said, my son is going to go to hell and it's all your fault. And because she wanted him to be the boy's salvation where we know it's Christ. And, mm-hmm. and, and my responsibility is to preach the word and to be um, as Christ-like as I can be, to encourage people in the faith, to, to try and grow them in the faith. But I can't make someone grow against their own will. I can't make mm-hmm. them live out this Christian life if they don't choose to do it. And I think so when I start to come to what we're talking about today in terms of being a good follower, it's not about you doing everything the leader says because there can be really bad leaders, bad character, bad quality. But, you know, someone who's really following after God um, and preaching the word of God, they should be honoured. And... As they're giving out godly instruction, and we'll look at this um, in a minute with the verse, it talks about submission and obedience to your leaders. Now, obviously, it's not blind obedience. Do you, re- do you reckon that's true? It's not blind obedience? Oh, definitely not. Mm. You'd, you'd be you know, you'd be very, very hurt very quickly, I think, in some cases, if, you, if it's blind obedience, I think. Yeah. You know, I know in, in my, you know, like in, in my experience, there's been times when I've, I've, you know, really put my trust in in certain people, and then they've gone off the rails. And and you know, in my in my early years, you know that that actually caused me some significant struggle. Yeah. Because I had had placed so much trust in in them rather yep. than trust in in God. And I think that's that's a key in in when we're following is that you know we we honour the people that God has put in that leadership position, but we're not we're not putting our all our trust in in that person because we're all human we're all you know we all fall short yeah um and and just you know again keeping keeping our focus on god keeping our our, our trust in him mm. um, is, is a real key in that yeah absolutely so the verse that i sort of focused on a little bit on sunday was from hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 um, and, I, and I mentioned verse 7 as well, which was remembering the leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good things that come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. So it was, it's being set up with this, hey, we're not talking about bad leaders, leaders that are living a worldly life um, in sin or whatever it might be. Uh, we're talking about good examples of the faith. Then it came to verse 17, which says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. And and one of the things that I've noticed, and it goes back to that Danny Guglielmucci story a little bit, it's like, you're accountable. Like, it's your fault if my son, my daughter goes to hell. It's your fault if I don't live a Christian life. It's your fault because you're the leader. Um, and so you're accountable for that. And and <laughs> through time you get that at times. You know, people are quite happy to go, if you're doing something that they don't agree with, you're going to be held accountable to God. But most leaders i know christian leaders actually very sensitive to god they they want to please him and and it's not like they're being disobedient if they are uh, on purpose but that sort of stops there and it's like that real finger pointing you're accountable to god but what are they actually accountable for if you read on to that it says give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow to do what with joy and not sorrow be accountable to god for what 
watching over your souls. In other words, they're accountable, not for what you do, but for giving a report to God about how you acted. And it's saying, give them a reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Um, I don't know about you, Matt, but I would love that the leaders that, that have been responsible for me, that when God says to them, hey, tell me about Neil, um, the news that I'd like them to say to God is, man, Neil, he just tried his best to live for you. He, you know, he gave up his old life. He walked into the new life. He was faithful. He was generous. He was a giver. He was um, living his life for Jesus. And so there was a joy that, that when they're presenting me to God, the person that they'd been given responsibility for it would be for, with joy and not sorrow. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be that would be awesome and I'd hope hope that is the case. Um, mm. you know, but that again again in order in order for that to happen it takes it takes something from me to to make that happen. It's not it's not mm. the, the leader's responsibility to to come up come up with that. Um, you know and and you know it, it's it's not the leader's responsibility for them to make me Provide joy to them. You know what I mean. I'm mm. not making sense, but that no, makes um, sense. Yeah, it, it it requires us to do something as followers. Yeah, you know, and there's there's that onus on on the follower. And I think we've we've already talked about that. And you know, I I just really like that challenge from from Sunday of, of the question of, of how how do we follow? How well do we do that? And and just to reflect on on you know what what it is to be a follower and 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 how that impacts. Um, you know, us as a, as a church, and, and what do we want the church to look like, and, and how does that operate? And and it can't, you know, it can't be that fully effective body without everyone playing their part mm. and, and just getting in there and and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a phrase that I I thought of as I was thinking about it was stop waiting to be used and be useful. And it's like um, I was thinking about it in terms of you know someone waiting to be discovered. You know, their gift, their calling, their you know, the leaders must recognize it or whatever. Until that happens, I'm just going to sit idly by. Um, have you ever met people like that or, or seen that in action ever? Uh, well, um, I think so. I think I've had encounters with people who, who have, have sort of just been sitting there waiting for someone to come and tap them on the shoulder. Um, I, I, I can't think of anything specific, but, yep. I, you know, I certainly recognize that that's that's out there and and you know that's as a as a leader that's a really hard thing um to to sort of you know you 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 know you've got different things that you need to get done and and all that kind of stuff and and not knowing what capabilities are out there and i think that's a that's a really key thing is for people just to be willing to to not to wait to be used but to be mm. useful i really love that like it's it just you know you see something that needs to be done you just get in there and and you do it or you if you've got the ability to do something you don't wait for someone to come yeah, and say that true. because you know how you know we how, can't possibly know everyone no, no right? that's that's exactly right you know yeah. we don't know what what gifts and abilities each person has yeah you know sometimes there's there's times when the spirit sort of taps you on the shoulder and says hey yeah. go and ask that person to do this specific thing and that and that's mm. awesome you know i love yeah. when that happens but you know that's it's it's really up to us again as as being a good follower is to is to 
you know, be willing to, to step into the things that, that we're gifted with. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And again, it's that responsibility back on us to use our gifts. It's not the responsibility of the church leadership to use our gifts. Um, so I just wanted to read a bit from Romans 12, verse 6 to 11, um, about that. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out, again, it's back on me. If God's given me that ability, I'm to do. With as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. It's not, if your gift is serving others, wait until the pastor knocks you on the shoulder and says, serve people. Mm. It's like, do it. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving generously, um, sorry, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Um, yeah, again, every single time it's like, if you've got a gift, use it. Mm. Don't mm. wait to be used, be useful in that. Mm. And even, especially now, because like, I was thinking, well, what can we do now? We're not together. But you know what you can do? If you've got, got an encouraging gift, ring people up yeah you know if if you want to serve go and give someone a meal whatever it might be i mean or have someone over for dinner like we don't have to neglect all these things just because we're not meeting together as though the world has stopped because it actually hasn't um so yeah and and romans fourteen twelve says yes each of each of us will give a personal account to god so we've got to always remember that that there's that personal thing um in that yeah so last verse i sort of wanted to highlight um in terms of us using our gifts again this this comes from the the um parable that jesus told about the talents or some guys basically gave some money to look after while he went away the master went away um and i've just sort of highlighted the last sort of portion that there man i might just get you to read that well from uh, to those who use well. Yeah, so it just says this. It says, To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Yeah. They're pretty powerful words, aren't they? Well, they certainly are. They mm. certainly are. And again, I just, you know, I just want to encourage people just to step into the things that they're, they're given. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to... to um, you know, for, for myself to be able to think about all the things that, that God has given me the ability to, to do mm. and to, to use those things for his purposes and to do them, do them really, really well. Like that's, you know, it's uh, what, a, what an honour, what a blessing. And, and if, you know, if we're all doing that within the church, you know, I mean, again, you know, we're, we're separate, but as, as you've already said, Neil, you know, we've, we've got things that we can do now and we can do them really well and we can build the church and, yeah. and, and honour God in that. But, you know, when we when we come back together and we are all using our gifts, you know, how awesome would that be with everyone using the gifts and abilities that they've got to their full potential to yeah. you know, like I just awesome. Yeah. Awesome. With, without having to be organized, but mm. to just be natural flow of God yeah. from from everyone. And the thing about that story or if you want to read it, Matthew twenty five, fourteen to thirty, um, be good to read it. Um the master went away. Mm. He gave them what 
they needed according to their abilities, but he just gave it to them. He didn't give them instructions of what to do or how to do it. He just gave them that gift. There's no person in charge of them to, you know, say this is what you need to do. They were just asked to use it. And I think, too, with us, we have to be of that same mind. It's not like we're waiting for someone to tell us what to do. We're just to use what God has given us. Why? Because when we use it, we'll be given more. And, um, yeah, just the end of that verse. Sorry, the passage in Romans 12, verse 6 to 11, the last line just says this, Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. That's what we're called to do. Um, and there's two, there's amazing things there. Don't be lazy, but it's we're, we're serving the Lord, mm. and yeah. we're to do it with enthusiasm, not, yeah. you know, looking for credit, not looking for praise, but just to do it out of joy for the service of the kingdom, um, which is what we're called to do. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? I guess in, just in terms of that, that never being lazy thing. You know, one of my, one of my go-to phrases is is just turn up. Yeah, you know there are times when <laughs> yep. when you know we feel weary, we feel tired, we're feeling lazy. Yeah, we just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but, but just to to encourage people, just to just to turn up and just to to use their abilities, what they have, um, and and time and time again in those moments, you know, you end up reflecting and thinking, oh gee, I'm I'm just so grateful that I actually yeah. I actually turned up. I That's actually, true. Actually, you know sort of push myself a bit and I and I, I did what what needed to be done and, and yep. you know, what a what a blessing. You know, you, you end up walking away feeling blessed by what's happened and um, yep. yeah, so just yeah, just a, just an encouragement just to, to turn up. Yeah, nice. All right. Well thanks everyone for tuning in and uh yeah, episode seven next week. Perfect number. <laughs> so it's gonna be a BUT, maybe. Uh have a good week. See you later. See you all.